0: You're listening to A Journey with Chris and American English. So, welcome back. I'm glad that you could make it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to come back earlier than I had planned, but at least I'm here and it's not been two months. So, I think I'm going to keep the schedule. In today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that is very important at the moment, which is friendship or rather lack thereof due to the situation. I don't feel like saying, (laughs) I don't feel like saying the word uh, a bit like Voldemort. But anyway, I want to talk about friendship, small talk, and how those things all work together. All right, with that being said, let's begin. So, The situation, whenever I say it like that, I always have to think of the show called Jersey Shore. It was super popular when I was growing up, but honestly, I never really watched it. Uh, Truth be told, I absolutely hate television. My wife and I canceled our television subscription, I don't know, maybe like a couple of years ago. Nowadays, you can pretty much find anything you need online, YouTube, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, I mean, you name it, I mean, you don't actually need um, a TV subscription. But yeah, every time I say the word situation, I have to think of that guy from Jersey Shore. At any rate, we're not here to talk about Jersey Shore, even though it may might be interesting. We're here to talk about friendship and small talk, that might seem like it's a very, I would say uninteresting topic and uninteresting conversation because it's so fundamental to who we are as people, who we are as humans. It's something that I would say like language spans all cultures, all languages, all continents, all generations, all times its something that is so ingrained in us as social creatures that it's almost impossible to picture life without friendship. And in these trying times, in this current situation, (laughs) there we go again with the word situation. Um, you really do see who your friends are and um, who your acquaintances are. I would say, I don't want to say enemies because that sounds so negative, but as they say, keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer. But why am I talking about friendship? Well, I think each culture has its own way of defining What a friendship is, who a friend is, who you're allowed to be friends with, and how meaningful they are. So, high school is, I would say, one of the most important times for Americans or people from the US. I'm sorry if I mix the two. I know that that bothers some people, but it's pretty ingrained in the way I speak, but I generally try to avoid um, using the word uh, America. I try to use the word the U.S. Anyway, high school is one of the most important times um, in people's lives. I would say it's up there with college, university, and your, your first real career, really. So why is that? If you're at all familiar with American movies or American music or American books, you'll realize that a lot of our best friendships are formed during these periods. So during high school, during college, or during university, or during your your first real job. And I think it has to do with the fact that that is the very first time in your life when you become an individual, when you realize who you are as a person, who you want to be as a person. And it's also the time where you start experimenting. Um, I'm not going to get into what kind of experiments you do, but um, suffice it to say that during um, your most formidable years, um, there's a lot of experimenting in very different, uh, in various categories. And so then you realize what kind of people you like because you know what kind of person you are. Whereas when you're a child, I would say you just like everybody. Children are generally very friendly. They generally laugh a lot. They get along with a lot of people. So... It's no wonder that a lot of those friendships you form as a child don't really last all the way up until high school. Now, some do. Some definitely do. And I have a few. um, But that's a rarity, really. And if I compare German culture to American culture, I think it's a lot easier to see where the differences are. So let's first start off with American culture. I remember my mom telling me that if you have more friends than you do fingers on your hands, assuming you have all 10, or that you have hands, <laughs> then you might have too many friends. And I, I never really understood what she meant by that. Um, but as I got older, as I got wiser, um, it kind of dawned on me that it was pretty obvious that not everyone can be your friend. And, um, as they say, a friend of everyone is a friend of no one. So that really gave me, uh, food for thought, so to speak. And I think that people are very friendly, especially Americans are very friendly to their neighbors, to uh their coworkers, to their um schoolmates and whatnot. Now, I'm not saying that people are angels. I'm not saying they never do anything wrong. But what I'm saying is that if you compare how open Americans are compared to how reserved Germans are, for example, then Americans come off um, seeming very friendly, whereas Germans come off seeming very cold. And this openness that Americans have attracts (laughs) other Americans. It attracts other people. And suddenly, when you're in high school, you have just a whole group of friends. I mean, quote-unquote friends. You have... Uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 people you'd probably call your friends. And generally speaking, during high school, there isn't, um, there aren't really any situations that are super urgent. And so what I mean by that, what I mean is that you're still a kid, so you're still um, concerned with growing up, doing your homework, going to school, And none of like the stuff, none of the adult stuff gets in the way because that comes later. So a lot of your friendships in high school aren't really, they aren't really tested. And I mean, sure, you do have conflicts between I'm friends with this one person and this person doesn't like this friend. And sure, there's conflict there but it's not like oh i have to work 50 hours a week or oh i'm off to a new country because i joined the military so a lot of these a lot of a lot of these things don't really test your friendship and these tests these true tests they come later they come much much later and so i would say that a lot of kids grow up Thinking that everyone's your friend, because we're so friendly to one another. And that is probably due to the fact that, well, we're all less stressed as as children usually, hopefully. And this sense of being open to strangers, this sense of being just overly friendly never really dies, at least in the US. And I think that is one of the defining traits of, of Americans is that we're so overly friendly to the point to where it's almost obnoxious, if you will. So take, for example, the greeting, how are you? For me, it's somewhat of a benign greeting. Um, it doesn't really have much value when I talk to a stranger. So I'll go up to the cashier, and uh, I'll say, how are you? And she'll say, fine. And I'll say, how are you? And she'll say, I'm fine as well. And that was it. And it's not a super a super deep conversation. If you go down towards something like Texas, then you get into something like howdy. <laughs> and howdy is just a contraction of how do you do. And that just goes to show you that these these true questions that assess people's character or rather let me backtrack, these questions that allow us to find out how people are feeling, they've become, I would say watered down really. So I touched on this topic a couple of episodes ago, but let me um, recap really quickly. So I was in the US with my wife, And she was amazed by the fact that everyone asked her how she was doing. And she really thought it was an honest question. That they were generally interested in knowing how she was, how she felt, how her day was. And she would give these long, detailed answers. And I just had to laugh. I mean, I let her talk because it was her first time being there. But I had to remind her that they weren't actually really questions. They, they don't really care how you feel. It was just, um, just a way of saying hello. And the reverse happened to me too in Germany. So when I went to Germany for the very first time, I would always ask everyone, how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? What's your name? And my German wasn't as good back then as it is now. So they all knew I was a foreigner. They all knew I was learning. And um, I don't look German. So it was pretty obvious that I was a foreigner. So they would answer the question honestly. um, But with this look of, like, do I know you? Do I know who you are? Why are you asking me these things? Um, Which honestly confused me. And that's one of the reasons that a lot of people consider Germans to be very cold, very reserved. Um, Is that they aren't as open as Americans. They aren't as interested in doing some kind of small talk. And so this goes back uh, to the topic of friends. Because how are you going to meet someone if you don't really engage in conversation with them? If you don't feel like you can make the first step? And Americans will just talk, talk, and talk, and talk, and talk. And that's one of the things I love and I hate at the same time. Because we'll just talk to random people um, at the bus stop, at the train station, in the store, the waitress... And we'll get into these long, deep conversations that don't really go anywhere. But for the moment, you could swear, this person understands me. This person is my friend. Um, This person understands how I feel. And that is, like I said, a source of cultural conflict. If you're not familiar with the fact that Just because everyone is friendly to you doesn't mean that they're your friend. Which, honestly, that seems to be a very, I would say, obvious fact. But it's something that took me a very long time getting used to, even though it's my culture and that's where I'm from. What's the main difference between forming friendships in the U.S. as opposed to forming friendships in Europe or in Germany. I would say that f- a lot of friendships in Germany start when when you're very young. Um, a lot of them begin in infancy, and a lot of your friends are from where you live. And uh, this sounds kind of obvious, but stick with me for a second, and you'll understand what I'm trying to get at. And because you form these close bonds with people very early, it doesn't really matter if you continue on with that later. So let's say for example, you're really good friends when you're kids and when you grow up, um, you just uh, lose sight of each other. Uh, You move to a different city, move to a different country, move to uh, go to a different university or whatever. And that person will always remember you, always remember who you are, and they'll always have a spot for you as a friend because you form such tight friendships as as kids, really. And this is in stark contrast to how people in the U.S. form friendships. So if you remember what I said earlier about uh, high school and um, the hardships of adulthood and whatnot, then you realize that we have the same phenomena. But this is a topic that is in so many movies in the US. It's very, it's a quintessential American, really, where these two kids they become really close with one another. And the one kid moves off to a new city. And it's not even that far. We'll say it's 20 miles away. But when you're a kid, when you're 11, and you don't have a car, you don't have a job, 20 miles, that might as well be (laughs) in another country. It's so far. And um, the kid that left will come back thinking, hey, I can see my my friend. Um, Let's call him Bob. And I'm going to go back and see Bob and we're gonna be really good buddies and it'll be just like the old times. And he'll realize that even though he's been gone for like a year or a couple of months that Bob's no longer interested in him. Bob isn't um, the same person um, from a year ago. And this is such a common trope in a lot of um, movies, a lot of books, um, a lot of songs. I can't think of a specific example, but um, if you're familiar with movies or TV series, I'm sure you know what I mean. Uh, they all just kind of blend together <laughs> after a while and you don't remember the specific episodes. But it's true that once you move away, it doesn't really matter how good of friends you were, at least at that early age. Um. The friendship just kind of dies, really. And I've experienced that myself. I've had other friends who've experienced it. And it was just kind of, I would say, the natural order of things. Is that once you leave town, um, there, there's no point going back. So, you, you know, the old wisdom of you never, step in, you never step in the same river twice. You never step in the same river twice. Um, I think that goes back to the ancient Greeks. Um, it's a very old expression. And, and so what does that mean? So that basically means that the town is the river, so to speak. So metaphorically speaking, the town is the river. And the town today is not the same town in in five years. So um, the town you knew and loved is, I would say, dead and gone. and um, And so too are all of these friendships now you could accuse me of overgeneralizing and that's true i am a bit but that is a very um a very real aspect of american culture and like i said it's so common that you do find it in a lot of uh, literature and a lot of music a lot of movies um Whereas you don't find that, I would say, in uh, German German media. Albeit, there isn't a lot of German media at the moment, so um, maybe that's a false comparison. If you're trying to be friends with Americans, if you're trying to form new relationships with them, I think one of the things you really have to take to heart is that Not everything they say and do is necessarily genuine or sincere. Now that doesn't mean that they're fake. Uh, Americans get accused of being very fake because we're so overly friendly that it's so superficial. So, if you remember the the example of "How are you?" or "How are you doing?" it's not a real question, and because it's so overused, people say, "Oh, Americans—they're not genuine. They're not sincere." Um, they don't really care. And I wouldn't say that. I would just say the way we go about using our emotions, the way we go about using certain expressions, is completely different than other cultures. So German culture German culture is very direct, so to speak, um, to the point that it's almost blunt and considered very harsh. I've heard the Dutch or even director. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me. Um, but, but yeah, so keep that in mind when you talk to Americans online or you talk to Americans in person that they might be very friendly in the very first meeting or the very first, um, encounter, but you shouldn't take that all to heart. I think we're just, we, so we as Americans, we're just doing our best to accommodate people and give people a friendly smile or give people some sense of belonging, even though they're not from from around here or from around wherever you are. Um, if you know anything of Southern hospitality and how people are in th- the Southern parts of the U.S., really, they're incredibly, incredibly polite. Um, depending on uh, where you are in the South, of course. But people from the South are known for being very hospitable, more or less. And um, that is something that you don't experience in Germany, really. So keep that in mind, like I said, when you're talking to people from the U.S. and you're trying to be friends with them. And it might take a few couple dozen encounters until you really find someone who says, "Hey, you're cool. I want to be friends. You want to be friends?" Um so they really do enjoy this banter, this small talk. Um maybe if we if I put it another way, we don't want to commit right away, so to speak. Uh, and and that takes time. That takes a lot of time. And I hope now that you've realized how I was trying to connect friendship and small talk, and how they just kind of go together, so to speak, in uh, in American culture. Really, I know that these are very trying times, um, and it it does seem kind of dark at the moment. And honestly, it, it it pretty is. It pretty much is. It's it's very dark. It's very bleak, but. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that. If we do get through this. And and we will get through this. Um, we'll come out stronger. So I think it's important to. To stay positive. To hope for better times. And, and to realize that you're not alone. That. Other people are in the same situation. <laughs> there you go. In the same situation as you. So it might be a di- bit difficult to find friends, to find someone who um, shares your interests, shares your values, your hobbies, but that doesn't mean that you should give up trying. And now, more than ever, where it's incredibly difficult to find meaningful communication with other people. It's very important that we reach out to people who are trying to reach out to us, that we dig up old contacts, that we try to reconnect and rekindle lost friendships or lost bonds. I've been doing a lot of that recently too. I've been reaching out to a lot of old friends or I don't know for friends, but a lot of old acquaintances. So I've been reaching out to a lot of people and just checking up on everyone and making sure that everyone's okay, that they're, that they're healthy if they need something and that if they do need something, I'm there for them. So that's something that you can also take into consideration when you find the time. That was it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I had a blast recording this episode. It was a lot of fun a very long trip down memory lane please stay safe as always and do your best to stay healthy as well next week i'm hoping that i will have a guest on so that will probably be a very interesting episode and i really hope that you'll come by and check it out all right thanks again for listening take care and see you next week bye